This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. You really can. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I might have just made a New Year's resolution to listen to more Pogues. I might have. I am... Um, Prompted I, I, by that. I, I I may have mentioned this before, but why even bother doing that as a precursor? We all have to repeat things in our lives. <laughs> um, I was... Burgled. I lived in a bed sit in Birmingham and I got burgled. Happy and, New Year, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely and, story. Um, <laughs> they stole uh, my well, Walkman and oh. three Pogues cassettes. Oh. And looking back, it's like they stole the <laughs> 80s. Someone broke in and stole the 80s from me. That is a shame. Yeah. No. I didn't mean it to start a sad story. But it's, you know, it, it's okay. The music lives on. It's uh, yeah, exactly. It's rare yeah. that I'm the cheery one in a chat, but here we are. What a lovely sentiment! Yeah, no, <laughs> don't put yourself down. I mean, it's right, but no, I don't, I mean, you don't need to bring you, you don't need to point it out. It's been regularly brought to my attention, actually. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say you're largely unknowable. That's how I think of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know what? When people are, are um, well, not actually physically gathering together, most people, but they're reconnecting after the Christmas period. Mm-hmm. How many other groups of friends do you think begin the conversation by saying, you're largely unknowable, I think? <laughs> um, maybe priests <laughs> <laughs> returning to prayer. Obviously, they shouldn't really have Christmas off. No, you <laughs> think... think of it. Yeah. Yeah, they thought they'd been up to their eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's a bit busy. Mm. I was there. I know, because I was there. Oh, yeah. Oh, can I tell you, by the way, before we go into Outside World, um, I was in... Uh, stop me if I've told you this recently, but I was I was um, on Hampstead Heath. Oh, here we go. Which is a large <laughs> area of sort of park. You might have told me this off there, but I'm surprised yeah. you... Uh, no, it's not on. that. It's I, not think that. Joe, I think Joe Orton... Oh, different t- anecdote. <laughs> Joe Orton it's, told it's me that, that off there. <laughs> it's not that story. <laughs> Um, and um, <laughs> I was walloping a football around with my son. Oh. It's something I think I could probably oh. do for eight hours a day and be perfectly happy. Great. Something about just kicking a football. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm, I met a bloke for a chat. <laughs> I know. And I, and we took a football and we just kicked the football to each oh, other. Nice. And we were saying, this is just great. Isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so I was there doing that. In the period that we were kicking the football about, a woman arrived in a sort of kind of gear you might uh, get kitted up in, Al. You know, the old white martial arts. Oh, I thought you meant Judah. medieval knight costume, but no. I didn't realise no. that. You know, the, it's, it's got a technical name, I'm guessing. A gi? A gi, like yes. the pyjamas? Turns up in a gi. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and, um, and takes out this big sword. Right. And uh, I, was, I was keeping an eye on her, let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah. What was the Kill Bill? Yeah, well, she was an older lady. She probably... Probably not as old as me. <laughs> Still older. Oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she started doing a sort of Tai Chi thing with this sword. Right. Um, so I thought, OK. So she did that for about 15 minutes. I was glad to see her put it back in the sheath. hmm And then... Um, Good for the social distancing for her, though. Oh, it, true. No I, one's that, going that, within that two minutes. That is very true. <laughs> and uh, but I see, I'd have gone for the the samurai mask. I mean, let's go. <laughs> and then it got they, they. Then two blokes turn up with big sticks, oh, and yeah. they started doing a sort of quite ritualised look, like kendo. Yeah, perhaps a bit of kendo. That's, I think well, you might on. have got that right. Can I? Think. Can we just establish? Sorry to go all twenty-four hours um, in police custody on you, mm-hmm. but were these individuals connected no. to the female? No, they weren't. Now this is it. And then a, just a after lot of they swords and <laughs> this is why we were just kicking a football. This it's like you know part life. It was that. Yeah. It was part life actually happening. Oh. And then uh, they went away after a bit. And the final arrival was a guy turned up and he started half semi climbing a tree. And I thought, my eye, <laughs> 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 swampy. And um, it, 
then it turned out that he hung two gymnastics oh, rings right, yeah. from them and started doing, you know, the crucifix <laughs> no. and all that stuff. Good Lord, Amazing. that's strong. And, and anyway, what I'm moving towards is... Um, is the uh, this morning's uh, texting? What's the most surprising breakfast-friendly <laughs> breakfast show-friendly thing you've ever seen in a park? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> you need a ramp for these things. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Can I just say thank you to our fabulous readers for sending us such lovely, pleasant messages this morning? On Twitter and through through all the various means. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's good. I don't get to see the messages in case they're negative, and I I, I can't cope with negative waves generally in my mm, life. Well, you should feel quite pleased about some of them because uh, we've actually got some that received Frank Skinner merchandise for Christmas. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> one. How sent long the first did these event? emails take to arrive? <laughs> <laughs> one wonders. I mean, I don't think you're due a, a, a royalty check for this one. No, go on. Somebody has sent a photograph of um, a boxed game of Fantasy Manager. Oh, God, <laughs> terrible, terrible game. Oh, is it? Yeah, I remember. Oh, well, they seem quite game. excited about it. So, well, Me and Dave tried to play it once. We couldn't work out the rules. <laughs> well, you of all people ought to have also been able to. Because you're on the box. Exactly, if you're on the box. Uh, yeah. Frank and David in board games... Let's let's. Is it a combustible it. mixture? Yeah, we should we shouldn't have been on the box. I don't. I, you know, you have to get has to get your name taken off the credits. Do you remember, like with the mastermind? It wasn't Magnus Magnuson on the box. Is it that was right? Like, it was a bloke with like a, 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 a beautiful Chinese oh, yes. girl, and he looked like oh. a real mastermind. <laughs> you know, like an evil mastermind. That was a different game. That wasn't. No, no, it was. It, it was, wasn't. I'm sure, that was mastermind. I think mastermind. I know exactly the man you mean. He looked a bit um, Omar Sharif. Just to shame your pronunciation. Just to sort of correct what had preceded Can that. anyone help us out with the, the Mastermind board game? Was it Mastermind, but instead of Magnus, Magnuson, it was a, an, a, an evil villain. It was an evil Bond <laughs> his, villain. His beautiful I'm mole. just suggesting it was more of a sort of weird... It wasn't a questions. It wasn't mastermind the uh, game. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Well, OK, well, I, I, that might be right. Okay, I never played you. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just like the lady. <laughs> I like you, the lady on the cover. <laughs> you asked what's the most surprising and breakfast show friendly thing you've seen in a park. You yes. asked our readers and they responded. We've had all sorts coming in. People, Paul Chapel, people sitting on a football pitch playing Sabutio. <laughs> <laughs> now that is like, that's deliberately cantankerous. Yeah. <laughs> We've uh, had uh, Flanners, a man walking his falcon on a lead. Wow. That's getting a nod, a vigorous nod from the assistant producer who's obviously seen the same chap walking Well, she about. lives in Stratford-upon-Avon. Oh. Probably to reg, you probably see, like, <coughs> falcon walkers with about 12 <laughs> on, a, on, on, a, on a leather... Uh, what do you call a long piece of leather? Leash. Oh. On a leash, Oh, yeah, like you, like you don't know. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> <One, one laughs> we, we all have our own New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> We've also had uh, Dr. Mark Skincare. Oh, call that, me. Can that be right? <laughs> okay. I wonder what he does for a living. Well, if you are Dr. Mark Skincare, you've, I feel, you'd feel pressured, wouldn't you, into, into dermatology? Yeah. Well, he's an experienced aesthetic medical practitioner. Call me, Dr. Mark. Um, when I was 11, playing in Clitterhouse Park, the England football team came and did a practice. I got autographs from Sir Alf Ramsey, Bobby Moore and Peter Shilton. Wow. That is... Uh, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think of Peter Shilton as a contemporary no. of Ramsey and Bobby Moore, but, you know, maybe there was a crossover. There might have been. It's a bit tragic, a bit... the England team. In a park. In a park. <laughs> <laughs> it's a house park. Different times. Could, there, could he have been a lookalike? Did they used to have lookalike England squads who did like jet working men's clubs and stuff? <laughs> if oh, they did, is it likely to. that they all gathered to play football in a can park? We, can well, we if, work if out? they had a big Christmas do coming up. Maybe. What would their name have been? Like, they must have had an Oasis type name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, what is the name of the England lookalikes 11? <laughs> <laughs> 
if you can uh, come up with a, a good punning name for that, we would love it. 8, 12, 15, guys. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, yes, any, any mastermind news? Yes. Yeah. We do. Do you think um, Magnus Magnuson said that for years after it went off air? <laughs> <laughs> to his I agent. W- I worked with Ted Rogers once and he said, uh, yeah, we think um, 3-2-1's coming back. Oh. And I thought, oh, man, you've been saying that for such a long time and it never mm. came back. In case you don't know who Ted Rogers or 3-2-1 is... Um, just give me that as a New Year's gift. Next. <laughs> Roger Turner mm-hmm. has been in touch. We mastermind or mastermind, have mm-hmm. you you'd like well, to? You know, you say how you say. We're all different, but yeah. we're all God's chilling. And this is the thing. This is what I was just saying. I didn't want to come across as um, elitist with my pronunciation. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> I'm just as God made me. The guy on the mastermind box was a very nice chap from Odeby in Leicestershire. Was it really? The... I once went to a wedding in Odeby and it was one of these where I was invited to the ceremony and the evening <laughs> do, but not the reception. So I ended up in a chip shop with a buttonhole. It's oh. a terrible juxtaposition. Mm. The game was created by Invicta Plastics and had nothing to do with the other mastermind. Oh. I don't think that the guy's with us any longer. Yeah, but, but never, could... mind, never mind the guy. <clears throat> oh, my oh, no, goodness okay. sake. Well, actually... She had a lo- Sorry, I just remember she, <clears throat> she had a me. lovely white dress on, I seem to recall. Do you remember? Silk. Oh, you've gone forensic. Yeah. So, but what was the game, though? Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm off it. 590. 590, who self-describes as Fat Gary Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Oh. I'm not judging. No. Um, has texted but doesn't say what he's describing. I'm figuring out that it's about the Mastermind game because it just says, Leicester hairdresser Bill Woodward with Steeple's fingers and Cecilia Fung of Hong Kong, a Leicester Uni student. That is so that that's a us... great dramatic personality <laughs> from <laughs> Gary. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I should, oh, well, man, I shall go to... Uh, is that the fact Gary Casting Agency? <laughs> Interesting news, brilliant. What about in the What about the uh, in the park? What's happening in the park? What are you Are you asking us what is happening um, with regards to park life, Frank? Oh, or the lookalike team? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, I had some uh, some news. Were you? Oh, Are you about to speak, just Alan Cochran? Clarifying this. Hey, there's come been a few. on. <laughs> it's a new year. Let's be friends. Chris Carley oh, yeah. has been in touch and he has some information with regards to what's happening in the park. Chris Carley says this. I once saw this lady throw a bucket of birdseed onto two blokes. Suddenly a massive flock of pigeons <laughs> engulfed them. What a fabulous form of self-defence. <laughs> Who knew that you could just harness... Yeah, wildlife, wildlife essentially. Like that. Yeah, you could. Brilliant. Uh, that's why it's always worth keeping a string of sausages in your uh, <laughs> handbag. Or aniseed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm loving this. Oh, oh yeah. That was good. Hey, what about that? The producer, Sarah, turned that round in a matter of seconds. She did well. St- uh, Steve Burgess, I watched a magpie tease a cat. Moving to the side each time the cat pounced, almost matador style. I was doing the olays in my head. <laughs> Is this common? I don't know much about bird behaviour. Tell me about it, eh, guys? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Um, what, what was that person? That was Steve Burgess. Steve, I... Um, I was Uncle Guy. Uncle Guy was a... He's Uncle Guy Burgess. <laughs> I, um, I watched a Jack Russell Terrier with two crows and one would peck him on the back and he'd turn round to go to that one. Another crow would peck him on... On oh. the back and turn him round again for ages. Meanies. I did like the David Attenborough. Don't get involved and just enjoy the cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've been discussing this um, uh, a board game of Mastermind that you remember the box of. Yeah, haven't we? With yeah. um, 
Is it is it fair to say a beautiful lady uh, as an assistant? Be- yeah, I think it's a beautiful lady. Well, um, <laughs> you just sound like a false show character. Yeah. <laughs> was it a beautiful oh, lady? I think we're both a little unsure whether you can use the phrase beautiful lady. Well, yeah, you know what? As the uh, the lady present, I'm fine with it. Okay, okay. thank you. Well, zero seven seven. Use it about me. <laughs> zero seven seven has used few words to tell a, a life story. I would suggest. Hi, my best friend's mum is the lady on the Mastermind box. Wow. She's from Erdby and still lives there in She's her 70s. She's from Erdby as well. Yeah. Is I have right, no idea that Mastermind mm. board game was so Leicester-based. Yeah. Well, I think you're a bit disappointed. You said it was all sort of... Mysterious. Exotic. Yeah, it felt yeah. like it might have been, uh, you know, there might have been a, a, a fat man in a white suit sitting in one of those <laughs> bars where there's like a <laughs> propeller on the ceiling. <laughs> And a bloke comes over in a fez and tries to sell him some <laughs> dirty postcards. That kind of, you know, that kind of. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Whereas I mean, Lester's not really like that. I I love that story. I love that story. Yeah. But what I would say is, I'm just slightly wary of it, and I and I completely take it. You know, I'm assuming this is absolutely true. However. I'm just a bit scarred because the boy I went to school with lied and said his mum was the woman who danced at the beginning of the Tales of the Unexpected credits. Oh, yeah. Right. And it's always made me sensitive. Weirdly about... specific lies. So it wasn't yeah. true? Uh, no, of course it wasn't. She danced as Rome burned, if I remember <laughs> rightly. There was, like, flames oh, licking yeah, all yeah, around I remember her. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're asking for the name... sort of a barrel organ. You're asking for the name of a... It was fabulous music. Yeah, wasn't it? thanks. Silly of me trying to read text messages when you're <laughs> recreating the music from um, Tales of the Unexpected. <laughs> no, my fault. Carry Common on. Now. Problem for radio sidekicks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Co presenters. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were asking for the name that people would give for the. Uh, England look-alike team that were training the tribute, in a, yeah. tribute team. Four five seven has suggested. How about Twingerland? Like twin? Oh, because it's a oh. twin, a bit like Shania Twin. There was, a, there yes. was a, yeah. yeah. I like Twingerland. Not bad. Well, then Bilbo Bakewell. All sorts of a lot to unpack in that name, yeah. which I, I will enjoy unpacking. Regards, Frank, stop slurping the what tea. Are you it's it's, sorry. Too, it's a very audible slurping. Oh, I'm terribly okay. sorry. Did you hear it, Al? Yes. Yeah, I didn't know. I'm, I'm just an old man, Commander. <laughs> Um, I didn't. Know, I didn't know how to handle it. Do you think it was all right that we raised it? I think aggression was the right answer. That's what you went for, isn't it? You think <laughs> that's aggression? Glad, glad we don't live together, pal. I better have New Year aggression. <laughs> Look forward to you meeting aggression. Can I have a sidebar here before oh, you yeah. go on to this? As long as it's not alcoholic. No, it's to do with what me drinking. I'm drinking out of a cop. Oh yeah, which mm. has got um, pogs in space. Okay. Now, I don't know if you remember, but uh, a guy called Tim sent me his comic that he'd done called Pogs in Space. Right. Oh, yeah. And um, my son, who's eight, got hold of it, Boz, and he absolutely loves it. And good, because this guy, to be fair, Tim has has gone hard sell. He's bombarded me, mugs, badges, comic. But it worked. Yeah. And now Boz is saying, can we subscribe? And I said, yeah, sure. And he said, the next one comes out in March. Oh. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. It's a long wait. Yeah, it, I yeah. mean, it's uh, it's like waking, waiting for a Björk album. <laughs> um, I mean, he's a subscriber like to the that. B now. He's used to regular yeah. hits. Come on, Tim. <laughs> I imagine Tim is at home with the John Ball printing set, knocking yeah. these things out. But you know, I mean, it's it, but he loves the comic, so so yeah. uh, respect to Mundo. Sorry, we'll come <laughs> back to your point in a minute. Don't uh, my bake forgive well. me, but it's had to be said. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Barnaby bread cake or something like that. Very <laughs> well remembered, if slightly incorrectly, but you know, good effort. Bilbo Bakewell. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He'd come up with, he'd given it a stab, the old England, a name for the England team, England lookalike. England tribute team. Exactly. Bilbo Bakewell regards the England lookalike team name. How about English? 
Oh, oh, ish. Yes. That's good. I yeah, quite like, I like it. it. Good use of ish. Yeah. Well done, Bilbs. What about the notional like side? That. Oh, that's good. Instead of the national side. I, I don't think it's as good as have a notion. No, it's not. Yeah, but you know, I, I'm just trying to make. Um, it's a bit like Max, Max Bygraves, the popular guy, used to do sing along albums because he wasn't a great singer. Mm-hmm. And people felt they could sing with him. You That's know, nice. if Bryn Turfel did sing along albums, that'd be a bit too disaster because people would think, well, we can't compete with this, yeah. this mm. bloke. <clears throat> Most unusual Big things Bryn. people have seen in the park. Atworth says. Uh, hold, it, hold it, hold it, hold it before you do it. A sea lion. Which had made its way <laughs> it has made its way up the river from Longleap to Trowbridge Park. That's wow. Matworth. That is. I remember <laughs> a, an elephant escape from. I think it was Dudley Zoo in the West Midlands, and they said in the in the report. And there was no other details. He said it reported to escape using circus skills. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, which ones? Flight? Trapeze? Yeah. Wearing a tutu? <laughs> uh, it probably wasn't spinning the ball on its trunk, was it? That wouldn't get it out of... Did, did they the ever really do that? Or I was that so. something that... Oh, I yeah. just read too many children's books. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, too many. In the Disney films, they always did that. They used, they? I've seen them when I was a kid and went to... I think I went to one circus as a kid and an elephant stood on a very small platform. Right. Mm. They could do that with their feet very close together. Do they, do mm. they really wear the tutus as well? I, I never know. saw one in a in a tutu. Mm. I think animals I think I did once, but I'll be, I'll be straight with you, it's quite revealing. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't leave much to the imagination, the elephant's tutu. I think it should have gone for a sort of uh, a, a midi, a midi skirt at the knee. Do they have knees? They have knees. Oh, yeah. They? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they have Pretty knees, sure they but have knees. really terrible wrinkles. They don't really them. have ankles, do they? Have fankles they've got, I think. Have they? No, yeah. they don't, that's not, they don't have uh, much definition in the calf area. No. no. Let's be straight. Neither do I, actually. That's oh, no, do I'm, I not like. I'm not body shaming them. No. I'm just saying that's not their strongest area, I, I aesthetically. I, I, would that. it be okay if I changed comms with you guys? If I went to emails that I've, uh, I'd like to bring I, I to your attention. I think that's a good thing to do. We can changing change, comms. Change our comms say, films, yeah. mm. Changing comms. I can't say I've never heard anyone say it before. As you know, I think it's changing communications. So I know. I get. I get what it is. Good, good. I didn't think it meant. Um, As you know, normally on the show, pants. I would do a Friday night troll where I would look through the emails that came in on Friday night in case any of them were gold that we could then use on Saturday morning. Can I just stop you for a second? Comms yeah. used to be what old lady called their knickers when I was a kid. Is that I mean, right? I think they were called them combinations. Oh. They were, but I don't know what they were a combination of. Someone will, though, uh, at 12.15. Carry on, Al. Might have set a few pulses racing on Absolute Radio this morning. <laughs> <laughs> the combination. <laughs> For the more senior listeners. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I checked the emails to to do the Friday Night Troll, forgetting somewhat that we've mm. been off for two or three weeks. Mm. But I did find an email that was entitled Alan's Recognition. Um it turns out it's about me, even though it's misspelled my name, Alan. Uh, I'll read it to you. See what you think. We've done stony ground for I, I your feel, jokes. I'm feeling fine. No, I'm good. I'll see what you think. I used to be a big fan of Jake. I still am a big fan of Jake Thackeray. Oh, yes. And he had an accent not dissimilar to yours. I, I like Jake Thackeray. And yeah. he used to... definitely overlap he'd say, in some uh, ways. He'd say, I'm, I'm doing a song now. Uh, it's, it's about... Uh, see what you think. He always, <laughs> used to, he always used to say that. I'm afraid we're going to have to wait to see what oh, it's we a think until, until after this. Until after this. Okay. Right. See what you think. (laughs) (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Mm. Now, we were um, in the midst... In the midst of cockerel. Yes, uh, we're oh, yeah. reading an email entitled Alan's Recognition. 
Uh, I'll read it. It's from Dan. Uh, the other week, Alan kept coming out with some belting George Clooney jokes that got nothing. I feel I have oh. to give them a reference. Oh. So he's going to work his way through the several jokes that okay. he says I did that got nothing. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten, but <coughs> since it's come up, it's only right to mention it. Okay. Um, for example, on Gravity, quote, that film brought me down. <laughs> Silence. Oh, I must have made that pass me by as well. Yeah. Sorry, Al. Uh, the best was when someone sent in an email entitled uh, Clooney's Decent Work, citing Hail Caesar and Gravity, and Alan says, surely that's his descent work. Descent Gravity? Decent work, descent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I understand. And then he says, now that's a great response. I laughed out loud. Got nothing again. Has oh, my comedy man. radar gone skewy over lockdown? Dan. Oh. Well, Al, we can only apologise to you. I, mean, I don't know why I brought it up now. No, I'm glad <laughs> you did. Well, well, I do. <laughs> I try to, um, I try to encourage my children on this show. <laughs> um, if it makes you feel, if it makes you feel any better, I was, I was watching a, a Christmas Pointless. Oh yeah. And um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but they, they said we here are some jokes. Oh, yes. From the Edinburgh Festival. And you have to um, say what the missing, what the punchline is. Yes. And they, now, this is a, the joke, I can repeat the joke, can yeah, I? Yeah, well, it's, so. it's been on telly. Yeah. <clears throat> they said, um, I, I met my, uh, what, what is that? you tell the jokes, your joke. Oh, I can't, it's, I mean, this is. I met my wife, when I went my wife. My, I, I, yeah, I knew she was a, Keeper from the start, she was wearing massive gloves. So that was the joke. So yeah, they got it the right like way that. around. See, I watched that and thought, oh, you see what I would have done. Yeah. <laughs> he said, when I met my wife, she was wearing massive gloves. I knew she was a keeper. And I thought, I bet they've got it the wrong way around. But turns out. So had I, in your opinion. <laughs> so had you. <laughs> You'd got it the wrong way around. <laughs> well, We're not going to have a vote on it. It got a big laugh in the uh, studio. Oh, did it really? Mm. Oh. So uh, that was nice. I don't really like the quoting of comics. No, it's often... Generally, I think it's a bit disrespectful. <laughs> um, but, you know, there it goes. <laughs> I am... Um, can I say, by the way, um, I, you know, we have family... Um, well, they're not actually my family, but um, my brother-in-law's family has, uh, has a, an online Pointless, which we play as a group. Oh, OK. And I, I don't want to show off, but me and Kath as a team, we generally top two. Really? Mm -hmm. This week, we had our return the New Year version. We finished last. And I'd like to give you some of my answers. Oh, yeah. Country beginning with L. Lapland. Right. Apparently not a country. Did you know that? Um, yeah, I think I did. Oh, well. It's a club in Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> Countries, uh, there were allies of ours in World War II. Malta, I thought they definitely got the George. They weren't actually a country, it turns out, in World War II. Is that right? And so it went on. Planets bigger than Earth? No idea. That's tough. So it was... Um, and I was laughing about how badly we were doing, but inside my heart was an arid wasteland. Because you like to compete in a quiz, don't yeah, you? Yeah, and I, I, was, I was desolate. Tough. Anyway, I just thought I'd run that by you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where were we? Oh, I'll tell you what, you never really, we haven't done what human beings do and say, uh, nice Christmas. Yeah, nice enough. Oh, I can't do that. Oh. <laughs> I hate it when people do that. They go, good Christmas, and it goes, very quiet, actually. Yeah, well, they do this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I could, well, I, let's not descend into that. Well, I'm, I, I have to tell you something. Yeah. We were going to go away to a, a, a house in the country. Oh, I'll turn the... F Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Producer just caught me right in the kidneys. Uh-huh. That means we have to move on, forgive me. Um, oh. <laughs> so uh, we'll come back to this, but it's, uh, it's going to be a Christmas anecdote, so if you've had enough, just go listen to uh, somewhere else for a bit, and we'll be back again. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
So we was going to go away to a sort of country house thing. Yeah. And ten of us... It's all a bit blur-influenced today's show. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is a bit. And then there were certain restrictions introduced. Yeah. So then we were going to have ten people at our house. Right. And then there was further restrictions. And in the end, it was just me, Kath and Boz. Christmas. Oh, really? But we'd bought a turkey for ten. Yeah. Mm. Which is a big... That's a big bird. It's a lot of turkey. Oh, big, really? big bird. Yeah. So anyway, we thought, I oh, would get through it. So on Christmas... Uh, morning mm. got the turkey out it was frozen yeah i didn't know we'd bought oh. a frozen turkey so oh. it'd been in the fridge for a couple of days but still absolutely rock hard so we looked at the thing and it says in the fridge at four degrees it needs a hundred hours <laughs> to thaw a <laughs> hundred hours yeah so it's that probably i don't know 20 odd so we couldn't eat it no couldn't eat it on Christmas oh, Day. It's big, oh, massive. Right. T- what if the ten people had turned up? A hundred hours. I mean, that's the length of a sort of classical war or Is something. It, that's how you mention a, uh, a, a presidential uh, <laughs> turkey. <laughs> so anyway, so the only meat we had was the pigs in blankets. Ooh. So the pigs. In, oh. I once went to see um, my fair lady, expecting Martine McCutcheon. And she had a bit of a bit of a throat, mm-hmm. and the understudy stepped up and was brilliant, and that's kind of what happened with the pigs in blankets. Yeah, you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Pigs in blankets, but they're, when they were at the centre, they're delicious. Yeah, right. So me and Boz had, yeah. I think it was nine each. Good. And oh, uh, well, so and so essentially, did you did they form a tower? How did you arrange them on the plate, or were they just more like a raft? Well, mine I put at strategic <laughs> positions, a little bit some in one side of the cabbage. Imagine if you were staking a joint. Yeah, and this is not meat terminology; it's, um, it's private detective, or, or so. indeed a vampire. No Van Helsing here. No, so so there was what you know. You never knew where a pig in a blanket was going to turn up. Right. Oh, oh, they were sort of an Easter egg treasure hunt vibe going on on the Christmas Day plate. Yeah. Uh, So, um, it was, it worked, it all turned out uh, beautifully and I tell you, there was an element of where's the turkey. Was there? I once went to see a gig called Elvis in Concert and I don't know if you're aware of this phenomenon but they get the singers and the musicians who played with Elvis in the 70s on his, um, on his live shows. But obviously Elvis is no longer available. So he's on a big screen right. just singing without any musical backing and they play it live. Mm-hmm. But they still have a microphone in the middle of the stage, which is oh, unattended. That's depressing. Do you know and I'm... that's what the, not having the turkey on the plate <laughs> it's was the, like. Um, it's the, uh, the presence of absence. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. It is exactly that. Always an issue in life, I find. What? When did you eat? Did you consume the turkey? So we had it on. I think I'm it glad was you're the twenty eighth. We had it. I, even though you didn't have the turkey <laughs> to eat on your Christmas dinner, and your pigs in blankets meal sounds nice, I do wonder if you could just hear dripping of the thawing turkey in the background. Yeah. <laughs> like a, no, sort you don't. Of well, it wasn't going that fast. It was a slow, slow thawer. Was yeah. it a slow bird? Um, slow thawer, as I think Alan Bennett said during the filming of one of his Talking Heads. <clears throat> but. We, um, uh, my sister-in-law bought us a meat thermometer as a gift. Yeah. Something that we'd forgotten about and she pointed out to us. So we got that out and plunged it into the turkey on the 28th. And uh, it was still um, m- minus 1.3 <laughs> at, at the bone. <laughs> so we said we'll just have to cook it a lot to be safe. So yeah. we really cooked it. And by the time we ate it, I've got to be honest with you, I mean, we dried it. It was oh. like it was like eating a satchel. Oh, dear. was it a bit Iris Murdoch's old shoe? Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's dear. It was. oh God! Is that what they say in the culinary world? <laughs> no, that's what I say in the yeah, Emily world. No, we we had to kill it so that it didn't kill us. <laughs>
We were talking about um, turkey in the break. <laughs> I think Boy. I might have had enough. You had enough turkey? Mm. Oh, I like it. I don't know if I'm going to bother next. Also, I've got resentment for it now. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I'd said to you, I feel the turkey is... You know, in, Christmas is built around this bird. Um, many people have said that about me, maybe, in the past. <laughs> but Christmas is built around this bird, and yet, do people like it that much? Because well, it is I, an overrated I, I like it, but it, it goes against all my... I'm a person, if I go to an art gallery for a big exhibition and mm. everyone is clustered around the beginning because they've just come in, I go to the other end of the room and look at that room in reverse because there's nobody around the paintings at the end. And it's right. always good to be doing something out of season, as it were. Yeah. Mm. So getting a turkey at Christmas is mad. I should get one in, in May when nobody wants one. Yes. I'd freeze it this time. Beautiful. <laughs> I don't actually trust freezing in any aspect. Sorry. But in a, that sounds logical. Similarly <sighs> to, do you like, Al, that much like uh, Justin Timberlake brought sexy back, uh -huh. Frank is bringing beautiful back. <laughs> Who knew? Beautiful, in case you, uh, our younger viewers, there was a man called Bernard Matthews mm. who was um, a, a, a turkey um, farmer. Mm. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to call him a turkey killer. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> oh, turkey killer, Kaskase, <laughs> boo 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 boo, beautiful boot, and he used to advertise things with him standing around these mm. doomed creatures. Yeah, and he used to yes, say, "Sorry, beautiful, absolutely was, beautiful." That was his catchphrase, and he had a sort of Robert Maxwell look about him, well-fed tycoon. Well, yeah, I mean, I had the red cheeks of the rustic yeah. individual. You know what I mean? The country person. He had a bit of tweed. There's an element of tweed about him. I like some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. How do you know? It's the question is, how do you know when you're an old dad? <laughs> <laughs> and here it is. Wow. My, um, my son and his uh, cousin uh, were running around. We went for a walk. And uh, they were running around screaming and shouting. And my son came over to me and said, we're playing World War Two. Will you be Winston Churchill? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now then you know, don't you, that you've, you've misjudged it. As, uh, at least they see you as a goodie. Yeah. Yeah, that could have gone well, worse. I don't, I don't, yeah. It could have been, let's be honest, it could have been worse. You could have had a... Yeah. Remember, this is a man whose statue is... Um, attacked about twice a week now. Yeah, but wait till those people hear about the other guy. But also... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. If you're going to have to struggle to find the statue of Hitler <laughs> in London. <laughs> Fair enough. Although, well, not, I mean, publicly. You might have one of uh, Blondie. Oh. Uh, it wasn't Blondie's fault. No, you can't blame... You can never blame the dogs. No. I've, I've, <laughs> often, uh, I've often thought that. <laughs> So, um, I'm going to ask you, no, I'm, I'm not going to ask you a question. The producer today has been, I'd say, bullying. <laughs> it reminds me of when I was at school. I'll tell you what, the producer today has been on fire. Yeah, but mm. if it's good job I don't have a hot drink, so it keeps shoving me. throw it in your face, so, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, it, I, I really feel, I feel pressured and, oh, it's Just awful. Just put your music on, love. <laughs> okay. Put your music, hey, hey, put your music on. What you say? Annabelle Grant has been in touch regarding Bootiful. Mm. She's tweeted this morning, uh, Annabelle. Bootiful was because the turkeys were raised in Norfolk. This is how the word is pronounced there. Uh -huh. The dialect features yod dropping, which I think I've heard from Frank on occasion. Do you know what that is? Yod dropping? No. No, I'm no. not familiar with it. Well, you your, uh, you answer questions and then you pose further questions. Is this an animal called the yod? Right. Mm. That would explain it. I don't think yob. there is. Because it's a typo, the yob. You see, you don't hear about yobs anymore. A very 70s phenomenon, the yob. I think it's yeah. about dropping a part of the word. You know, like in Yorkshire, they have a thing called the glottal stop. Oh, yeah. So they say, oh, wall. But um, odd, obviously, yod dropping is something that we're until now mm. unaware of. But we will investigate Every it Every day is a school day on this show, isn't it? Yeah. Here's the thing. Go on. Um... I had a, my doorbell went the other day. 
<laughs> and uh, <sighs> did it inspire you to write? Uh, uh, Big guy. Uh, 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 so I went. Uh, uh-huh. You went off and wrote Kubla Khan. So I went uh, <laughs> downstairs, and uh, it was the the popular comedian Tim Key. He didn't just turn up unannounced, did he? Yeah. I, he just did a, I can't bear he that. He just did a doorbell. Yeah, he did the doorbell. Wow. There's only a few I'd allow that from. Well, he's one of the five... Is it five people who are guests we have as guests on this show? About that, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, but Neil Gaiman didn't knock on my door. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be very happy five. if Neil Gaiman knocked on my door. Really, any of the big five? Any, I think any of yeah, any other people we have as who, who are they? Okay, can we establish Neil Gaiman, um, David Al- Alex Horn, David Baddiel, Alex Horn, David Baddiel, Tim Key, Tim and Key. I think Stephen Moffat. I think that's, that's it. That's pretty what big. An extraordinary collection. Any of them could knock on my. Anyway, he knocked on my door. How's Tim? Well, he was doing... I mean, he was being very good. He was standing well back. You know, Did the, he ring uh-huh. first and say, I might come over? No. Just straight to the door. No, what he'd done is he... I got an email from him and he said, I've, I've written an, a new book. I'd like, I'd like to uh, give you a copy. What's your address? Well, I thought... Uh, put it in the post. I thought he was going to post it. So that's what I assumed. Because he doesn't live that near. Anyway, so he, t- he turned up and... Um, it was, you know, we, we, I stood on the step. I mean, one of the very few pluses of the current situation uh-huh. is, do you ever get people come round your house and it's a bit of a grey area whether they're inviting people or talk <laughs> on the step people? <laughs> and sometimes you see them longing for your interior, as it were. Mm, yeah. And there was none of that, you know. It was like it was a bit like addressing people from the stage door. That's nice. Yes, Which and is... everyone knows, you, you know, you shall not pass. There's clarity. There's, all interaction takes place on the stoop. That's how it should be. And then, um, and then my my partner came to the door to see what what on earth was going on, and I felt, well, I'll tell you after this break. I, I felt she slightly spoiled it. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. So yeah, so uh, Tim Key uh, turned up at my house, and then my my partner came and said hello, and spoke a bit, and then she did a thing which she often does with me when I'm talking to um, men. Oh yeah. She said, "You should be friends." Oh. Why don't you be friends? Because <laughs> she's always murdered about me that I'm not very good on the friends thing. Right. <laughs> Why don't you be friends? You could, I cannot please. Mom? Yeah. Yeah, and oh. uh, I think I got anxious, he got anxious, and then he went away. I'm sure he'd love that. Well, I don't But and it's that? difficult if somebody states it in yeah, the conversation. Is, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're not supposed to start robbing it in like that. Yeah. So anyway, he gave me... I was happy to see... I'll tell you why I was happy to see him, is I grew up amongst people who didn't have phones of any kind, and I'm including landlines. Mm. If you wanted to make a phone call, you had to go and knock on Mrs Morgan's door and ask if you could use her phone. Right. So that's people turned up. That was how it worked. And then when I moved to London, I tried to continue it, and people don't like it when you turn up because Mm. they're they're doing work and they're writing a, you know... Yeah. They're writing a, a column for a newspaper and you turn up, you know how it is. Yeah, it's different. So it was nice, I thought, that he just turned up. But then um, then he gave me the book. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I fell for the oldest trick in the book book. Yeah. <laughs> is that he said to me, oh, you get a name check. Uh-oh. And of course, that's mm. a great way to get someone to read a book. Yes. Because all you do is scour the book for your name. Oh, Keith, he, he's a wily, wily one, that Yeah, Keith. I mean, I should have, I was going to call him back and ask for a, a page reference. Yeah. But he'd gone. Mm. Um, is it a poetry book? It's, I'll tell you what, it's a book about lockdown. Oh, is it? Oh. It's very funny and it's also a beautiful book. The actual oh, yeah. design I'll of it. Take it the mention was positive then. It's stunning. Design, yeah. <laughs> no, I, did, I never found the mention. Oh, really? Never found. I'm it was a lie. Oh. Did you not get a mention after all that? I couldn't find it. 
What if you're in just that legal bit on the inside front cover, just that nobody reads? I know, you're there? So, so beautiful, I didn't want to read it. It felt wrong to read it. <laughs> also, I love that Tim Key has written a poem about lockdown. Well, it's not just a poem, it's oh. dialogue. Yeah, well, he's it. done all sorts of puns oh, on Key, yeah. lockdown. Yeah. I don't think, you know what, I don't think he used that pun in the whole book. No, oh, it's too classy. Maybe you could mm. put it in a, some sort of addendum. <laughs> we used to get those books and there was a piece of paper in them and it was like something that had been missed from the book. Come on. Uh, sort I like yourself. Addendum. Sort yourselves out. I did. I must tell you, I did it with David Baddiel. I gave him yeah. a book about the history of alternative comedy and wrote hello next to his <laughs> name in the index. <laughs> uh, so what's the book called then? It's You've got to do the whole no, PR it's thing for this. I can't it's, do that. Because it's something like the man who married thought or something complicated. No. Right. He's traipsed barefoot to your house in the snow. I, to never, said he, I never said he was barefoot. <laughs> I never said. You've added that. It's a good detail, though. It is. It's not true. <laughs> but, um, no, it's a beautiful... It's one of those books. It's like a little thing. It's, it's an object yeah. d'art. Yes. That's what it is. Nice. Lovely. But um, I, I'm, if I'm in it, I'm damned if I can see it. And I have scoured it with a fine tooth comb. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Emily Dean, Alan Cochran, text the show 81215. Follow the show, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> at Frank on the radio. Email the show, Absolute Radio website. Had a touch of the rag and bone being showered there, <laughs> losing the words, didn't it? Whatever happened to that? Here the old No idea what they said. Frank, we've been talking this morning about strangest things you've seen in a park. Yes. Breakfast show friendly things. Yeah. Yes. SFW, as I believe they yeah. say. Uh, Suitable for work. Correct. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Dirty Harry... Uh, has sent us this. Oh, this should make my day. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> Go on. Uh, when I bought my current home, oh, get you, Yeah. which had a large green area, a.k.a. a park opposite, one quiet Sunday morning a helicopter landed mm. and two air hostesses, cabin crew now, thank you, uh, ran from a nearby house and jumped in and took off. Brilliant. My How? wife... My wife remarked, are they allowed to do that? <laughs> that it, well, they didn't drop the jumbo down. Set <laughs> yourself lucky. That wow. is, oh, that's, uh, I don't know what it is, but it's, uh, I know now it, it, it is the cabin crew and all that. Mm. Yeah. But the female members of cabin crew have got an intrinsic glamour which has not been diminished by being lumped with the blokes. There's something You're right. incredibly... Yeah. No one else can wear a silk scarf quite like they do. Mm. And also, the, yes, which is why so many uh, radio DJs in the 70s snapped them up, the uh, Well, yeah. Uh, and comics, of course, were all marrying beauty <laughs> contest. Why was that? <laughs> well, why was that is a question that would not take no, long to answer like we were off air. But bear, bear with me. What I'm saying is, why was there the division? Was there a suggestion that the cabin crew slash air hostess was, well, you're not quite going to get the beauty queens, radio DJs, you can make do with the air hostess. Yeah, but the air hostesses are often more beautiful than the beauty queens. There's something about control. There's something about, in what a situation which many find anxiety-making, they are calm, Mm. smiling, feel safe. Yes. Yeah, and also they're very good at walking down aisles, aren't they? So they're oh, they're made for marriage. Made for it. <laughs> Absolutely made for it. <laughs> no, it's um, it's brilliant. The the red the red uh, shoes on the the Virgin things. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very glamorous. Still an intensely glamorous job. Yeah, um, I think we've established. Follow up the um, park life. Thing seven zero six. Hi Frank, Emily, and Alan. Hello. I've seen a man tightrope walking on ratchet straps in Fitz Park, Keswick, Cumbria. I expect it in Notting Hill in that there London, but up north, I think that's a good point. I have to say, I've seen uh, I've seen tightrope walking on the heath as well. Yeah. Is it seen? It's a, it's a it's a middle class thing. Is it, is that is the suggestion of that? I think also some of them are doing um, uh, what they call slack ropes, so it's not 
actually tight ropes. I hate to be oh, Mr. Pedantic. I never knew there was oh. a slack rope. Yeah, I think but it's you could um, be aspiring to a tight rope and yeah. only be able to manage a, yeah. a slack rope. Depends I mean, on your that, ratchet. All mm. of that stuff's very vogue at the moment, isn't it? The gymnastic rings and the tight rope. Is it? Oh, I haven't oh, seen the gymnastic rings before. It's very on trend in the fitness world. Boz got excited. <laughs> Boz honestly thought it was going to be Quidditch when the oh. rings went up. Oh, but, um, oh dear. No way, Jose, <laughs> as they say at Marine FC. Yeah. What about uh, Hazelard saying, I once saw ex-talk show host Robert Kilroy Silk walking his cat on a lead in a suburban wow. Liverpool cat. park. He kept on shouting, get back, Lionel, which we presume is the cat's name. Wow. Very bizarre. Unless he was fending off Lionel Blair by (laughs) taking advantage of his cat allergy. (laughs) We've all done it. I'd like to talk to you about recruitment, actually. Um, Oh, God, what's going on? Well, (laughs) the Queen's uh, head cleaner, I think it is, uh, has been... The Queen's head cleaner? Yes, that's right. Is that for a cassette player? Just as the coins, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Um, uh, Has said that they hire staff, obviously, um, but she has a a special test to see whether certain staff are going to make it or not, and she puts a fly on the floor, on the carpet, or on a windowsill or something, and sees whether or not the candidate will spot it and what they'll do. And apparently, half of the people, like five out of ten, will have a look and see it, but one person will pick up the fly, and that's the special candidate that gets the job as cleaner at Buckingham Palace. Jose Mourinho, the special one. (laughs) We should say, at this point, it's a deceased fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes well, it'd me be very hard to place a non-deceased fly. True, it could have been a dying fly, but this is a. But I'm glad you brought up that it's a deceased fly because it did make me think: Does this person who already works at Buckingham Palace then have to, after they've appointed someone, no. get the fly back and put it in like a little matchbox? I and don't keep think. It till... I don't think they have the job at this point. As I read the article, they're being shown around. No. Yeah. Okay. Can I just what Alan? I think, if I may be so bold, yeah, he was suggesting is who is responsible. When they're doing these endless interviews, who on the royal recruitment team is responsible for keep gatekeeping the dead flies, the yeah. corpses? Mm. Because presumably they'll have to keep getting these dead flies out. Over to you, yeah. Frank Skinner. Yes, um, I don't know the answer <laughs> <laughs> to that. To that question, I'm guessing. Um, I can think of one ro- um, one of the the royal children who's got a bit of spare time on his hands. Yeah. Maybe he got the dead fly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> job. But so the idea is the person is shown around the palace. Uh, they're about to give him the job, probably, but this little test happens. They see the fly, and then the boss stands back and thinks, right, so how, how's he or she going to cope with this little conundrum? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but if I... As I read it, they, they leave it on the carpet. Or the fireplace. Yeah. Now, if I was in someone else's house, I would never dream of picking up a dead fly and dispose. That's not my business. That's why you're not an elite-level cleaner at Buckingham no, but, Palace. I mean, let's say, that for example, one wouldn't be surprised to hear that the Duke of Edinburgh plays a lot of indoor golf. No. Mm. That could be the marker for his ball he's put down Quite. there. It could. So he walks back having, you know, having had a look at the fairway. Yeah. Come, mm. And <clears> it's got, you just don't do that in other people's houses. It's not your business. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Do you... By the way, can I ask, whatever happened, there used to be a regular motif in films and TV things. Someone would go to someone's office... And inside the office, they were playing golf into a little, sometimes into a glass tumbler. Yes. Yeah. 
And sometimes it'd have a little like hole. What, do people still do that? Or is the mobile phone... It became very much the sort of... It was shorthand for busy executive hasn't got any time for you, but by the end of the movie, they'll have changed their tune. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a bit of so powerful mm-hmm. can play golf in yeah, the office. that's what it, it was. If, if anyone is do listening... still play golf? Uh, yeah, do you still play office golf? Is there anyone <laughs> here? Still, I'd love to know if that's still... It was such a symbol of power. Yeah. Office golf. Yeah. <laughs> sort of thing you might have seen in uh, Reginald Perrin for it, par example. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We're discussing the Queen's the te- fly. The test, yes. Now, this lady, she I believe she's called the Head of Royal Recruitment to give her her full title, Tracy Waterman. Can I just say, I'd like to say I think that is really impressive that the royal family employ Tracy's only because one would assume, perhaps wrongly, that everyone in their household was a sort of Porsche or an Araminta. I don't yeah. think so. I think it goes the full spectrum of society, actually. I, I like think. that about yeah, them. Yeah, me too. I'll tell you what I read about the cleaning thing in this article, that mm. if you get a job as a cleaner, mm-hmm. often uh, it's a living post yes so you live at Buckingham Palace but you also get all your meals free yeah and my first thought was I bet the meals at Buckingham Palace are rubbish I bet they're like really sob standard school meals I think they're like airport food I agree airline food I think think it's like turkey twizzlers yeah and you've got a real problem with turkey today (laughs) I know I've I've gone gone off turkey good and proper I did one with Bernard Matthews and the the mass killing (laughs) approach Tracy uh, Waterman said that, you know, out of ten potential... <laughs> like we're just talking about Tracy. She's a figure. <laughs> She's in eight. She said out of, uh, out of ten people, half will, half will Tracy, spot the fly uh, on the floor Yeah, and one will pick it up and that's that special cleaner. I wondered um, how it would affect my employment chances if I was in the running and I not only picked it up but I popped it in my mouth and just swallowed it. Would oh, that no, be a that good would, that thing? Would, that would go against you. you think it would go against me? Yeah. Especially yeah. if you didn't pick it up. You just a, a, a massive tongue extended <laughs> from your mouth. and uh, You'd think she'd it. think, oh, he's going to be able to clean in the cracks by the, the what's it, skirting board, isn't uh, it? I, I think she'd be alarmed. They don't, want, they don't want anything different, no. do they? Yeah, they're probably worried about... I don't think they like anything new or original, the royals. I mean, I find that the royal family, and I've got no big deal with the royal family, fine, but their their major thing now Mm. is saying things, Mm. like the younger royals. Right. Their major thing is saying things that everyone's been saying for about five years with with absolute conviction that no one's ever said it before. Yeah. You know, caring things. Oh, I but see. Things yeah. You think, well, we all know that. Yeah, it's a bit truisms, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Received wisdom. So they don't want anyone with a lizard tongue working there. All right, I'll bear it in mind. Yeah. I'm not saying now, you've got one. The <laughs> thing is, I would agree with your earlier point, Frank, re um, Tracy Waterman, <laughs> that actually this is the height of bad manners. If I walked into your home and I saw a, co- a deceased cockroach in the fireplace area. Imagine if I picked it up. I, I wouldn't get a wet wipes out to attack the stains on your but, sofa. But it's an insult, isn't it? If you saw a dead ho- a dead horse in my house, it's not your business. <laughs> yeah. You just politely walk around well, with it. Well, can I remind... May I remind you of the, st- the story I told you uh, regarding... Uh, that my father used to tell about the member of the aristocracy who said when a gentleman commented on his grandfather clock in the state pile, <laughs> get out, fellow noticed me things. Yes, I can I can say that. Yeah. Do you see? It's a fellow noticed me things to the ultimate degree. Fellow noticed me flies. Yeah, I remember, saying, I remember saying that after an extensive <laughs> medical. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Here's a, I tell you what I do like. I like uh, a job interview story. There used to be a few stories about job interview. Remember there was one where man goes for a job interview, and it's supposed to be a true story, mm. and the guy said to him, they had a quest, few questions, and they said, how did you get here this morning? So I got a train and I got the, a cab from the station. 
And one of the interviewers said, what was the uh, licence plate on the cab? And he said it was GVH9D11B. Mm. He said, OK, great. So after they went out, he said, I think he should get the job. And the other guy said, well, he was lying. There's no way he would have known the licence plate. He said, that's why I think he should get the job. Because mm. <laughs> he was so quick to come up and just make one up. Oh. And then I knew a guy, and this is a... He said... He used to take potential employees out for a meal and if they put salt in the soup or salt on the food before they tasted it, he wouldn't employ them. Right. Because he suggested they took action before they tested the need for it. Oh, that's clever. Mm. I once gave a man, I'll name him, Steve Parry, who, who is... Uh, oh, yeah, I yeah, know, you know him. I gave, is lovely. I gave him a job... Um, because he, wa- I was looking for, um, I think he was started as a producer, and then he came into the into my office to meet me, and I was I had music on, and he said, "Is that Trout Mask replica?" Or he didn't even say, "Is he?" He said, "Oh, Trout Mask replica, which is a Captain Beefheart album." Mm. Because he recognised it, I gave him the job. That's interesting. Okay, there you go. Apparently, Fred Carner of the Carner Troop, oh, the, yes. the famous um, vaudeville type bit, indeed. And he used to, when interviewing somebody that might get the job as a clown or a performer in the comedy bit, he would um, pretend to blot some ink and then flick it at them. And if they responded by improvising, he would give them the, the job rather than just if they sat there ignoring it. Wow, that's, that's quite... You couldn't get away with that now. No. Oh, no you can't be flicking ink at the... Uh... But you can put dead flies on a carpet. Anyway, this woman it's now, Tracy Waterman, has given away <laughs> the secret, so yeah. that's not going to work anymore. Yeah. I would, I would suggest that Tracy's... I think she needs to brush up on the old etiquette. It's, it's not it's not good manners, yeah. Trace. No, but the secret's out. It's like you go, if you're looking at houses and when you get there, they're making bread and got secret's coffee on. Out. You know, don't yeah, you? The secret's yeah. out. Secret's out, chicken also, man. What if one Story of, the candidates, of Colonel Saunders. What if one of the candidates is one of those people that massively overreacts to household bugs? What if they're doing the little tour around Buckingham Palace and somebody just rips their shoe off and absolutely splatters the fly in like sort of Basil Faulty Rage style? Like, do they get the gig because they've gone above and beyond everyone else. But I'm guessing that after weeks of interviews, it's a dried out <laughs> husk of an insect. Also, I imagine the uh, Duke of Edinburgh, and I say so this... So do I, quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do, actually. I say this to praise the man. I imagine he's very much of the fellow noticed me things mm. variety. Yes. I imagine he'd consider that grossly impudent. Mm-hmm. I think they got the fly from his windscreen, <laughs> along, <laughs> along with a couple of um, of the gardeners also stuck to it. A couple of civilians. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a strange old way to... Uh, Five zero zero. Oh. by the way, has suggested um, my boss still plays indoor golf. He, uh, he also plays the ukulele almost constantly. He is probably the most annoying man I have ever met, they add. Oh, better not do their name. <laughs> Five zero zero is the end of their number. My, uh, my first job, I ended up working in a, a drawing office on my own eventually, and um, I used to keep my guitar in one of the drawers for the drawings, and when work was slow, I'd take that out and play Bob Dylan songs. Mm. Great. Um, like well, it's the end of the show now, more or less, but uh, if you want to write and say things you did at work when you should have been working, <laughs> we can read, the, read them out next week, because there must be loads, loads of stuff uh, going on. Let's, let's make that as a sort oh, of... Oh, there's uh, also... I know someone who wrote a whole novel during his... I mean, during work hours. Yeah. Wow. And that's, he was just... I'd see him, I'd see the page disappear, and I'd think, I know what you're up to, man. That's really good, because I know people that put their head on a broomstick and run <laughs> round it ten times and then try and walk in a straight line, but you know people that write novels at work. <laughs> what I'm worried about is that someone has listened... They've, they've listened to us talking about Buckingham Palace, yeah. they've gone to the toilet, they've come back, and you've said... I see the page disappear and I know what you're up to, mate. And they're thinking, oh, this has gone very sordid and uh, (laughs) upsetting. It's so easy to get confused in the modern world. Look, thank you so much for listening. uh, No, not yet, love. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Well, the producer is shoving me about. I'm bruised. We'll just do some more. We'll do some more after this. You've you've Tim peaked early (laughs) and it's okay. 
Honestly, I don't know where okay. I am today. I feel like I've been like a hostage. A well, blindfolded just, hostage. Just play what you're going to play and we'll come back and do some more. What was it going to play, though? It. I don't know. Just press well, that we'll button. find something. Oh, just, you know. It'll have to be stereophonics. Yeah. <laughs> don't come crying to me. <laughs> I've had a thought. <laughs> we were talking earlier. <laughs> Two seven five. Frank starting his sign up for the show twenty minutes early had something of when Michael Jackson accepted the Artist of the Millennium Award. <laughs> Both men with such high hope in their voices. I uh, know it's it's it was a tragic. <laughs> it was a bit moonlight. Senior, well. senior and the moment. goes to moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was really. It was a lot of land. No, I saw um, Bob Hope live. I took uh, David Baddiel for his. Uh, and Bob Hope was about eighty-one, and we realised later he was actually he was he was he had dementia issues. Oh, but he was oh, that's he a nice a, story to sign off with. He did <laughs> an old song called um, "Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree." With anyone, anyone else? else with me? Yeah, and he started going until we go marching, and in the middle, literally in the middle <laughs> of the song, he did the big ending, and the band <laughs> roll into a panic. Tone. And that's basically what just happened to me, but. Just to prove I haven't got completely lost it, we're talking about Bernard Matthews. We were. Before, beautiful. <laughs> the man who owned many, many turkey slaughtering farms. Yes. Um, Another lovely minister. Okay, what would you say? And I don't I have no idea. He must have written an autobiography, but I had an <gasps> idea. What would his autobiography be called? Sl- oh. Slice of Life. No, a bit weak, that. We'll work what do you that. think? It's got to be something about beautiful, surely. I, I don't know what it is, oh, really? but I just what had an idea for? what it could be. Go on. Murder most fell. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> In Sharon. What is happening with that? Can I just give a shout-out to that... Wesley, who sent us a long email? John Wesley, the... Um, um, oh, I would have gone Snipes. I just think Wesley Teacher. Wesley okay. uh, has sent us a long email about how much they um, enjoy turkey in his family <laughs> and the various see, ways that they eat uh, it. If it's I nice. was Wesley, he, I would always say, as in Snipes. You know when someone's got a name and they right. have to say, as in? Yeah. I'd go, as in Snipes. Would yeah, you not? If, if you're spelling it out, I'd say, as in uh, John Wesley, the oh, well, Methodist good, preacher. I would wish you immense good luck with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a plaque on the on the in centre in the, just by the Ivy Restaurant, famous celebrity hangout that says John Wesley preached here. You know, he's he's, he's got he's got profile Wesley. Yeah, I think there should be a plaque up there saying Judy Dench once insulted <laughs> Frank Skinner. Gave Frank Skinner a death star. Because yeah. uh, he said she said to you, Frank. Outside the Ivy? I was posing for a, a <laughs> press photographer outside there. And as she arrived, she said, oh, I thought this place was for celebrities. <laughs> Which I thought, you know, is... Uh... i got to tell you, I watched the television programme this week. of um, It was her, Maggie Smith, um, Joan Plowright. There's a dame, four dames of the theatre. Mm. Just talking about, I remember, um, <laughs> and I remember that uh, Dickie said to me, and it was, oh, I, I could have watched it for a, a whole month nonsense. I bet there were a lot of Larry mentions. Oh, there's a lot of Larry. <laughs> Laura Larry, in it. Um, yes. Well, of course, I had to kiss him during Othello. I was covered. Covered in it. <laughs> um, it, it was uh, it was so fantastic though. I could have watched it all night and beyond. Oh. I recommend it. It's called something. I think tragically, it's called "There Is Nothing Like a Dame." Right. Oh, they've gone. I a mean, bit. it's not up there with "Murder Mouse Fell." <laughs> what is? <laughs> he did murder Mouse Fell. I said, maybe Colonel Sanders was a close second. Yeah. Anyway, and thanks for listening to us. It's great to be back and uh, and still in the studio. And um, you know why? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now stay in. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.